not the Cardinals, not the Bergens, not the McKessons, but buying a lot from places like Real Value Products or using services like RX Cherry Pick or Esri RX. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, Dr. Lisa Faust here, and I thought I would record a quick video that I'm going to retell a bit of a conversation that I had with my pharmacy owner partner that I own pharmacies with. So uh, last week, I got to spend um, a lot of in-person time with my partner. We don't always get to get a chance to get together, and oftentimes our communication is via text or email um, rather than kind of long, drawn-out conversations. Well, in one of our pharmacies, we changed our PMS system, and so he flew in and we drove up to the pharmacy, which is about an hour and a half drive both ways, and we're on site and had um, some great meetings with our PIC and our uh, manager and, you know, all those kinds of things that you get to do when you're on site. And we had just some really great conversations and we were talking about our, you know, wholesaler agreement. And cause he has a GPO that we're, that all of our pharmacies are a part of, which has an amazing contract. And so we buy most of our stuff outside of our primary. We're both very big proponents of that. If you've watched this channel for any length of time, uh, you've gotten to know that I, I am not a fan of big regular primary vendor agreements. Um, most of those times they will screw you as a pharmacy owner. Um, I'm a big fan of buying on the secondary market. And um, what I mean by that are the secondary wholesalers. Um, what do I mean by that is like not the Cardinals, not the Bergens, not the McKessons, but buying a lot from places like Real Value Products or using services like RX Cherry Pick or Esri RX. Um, those kinds of places where you can buy drugs at net upfront pricing. So there's no rebates involved. So pretty much that's what I'm an advocate for is no rebates. Don't play the rebate game. Um, and so we got into a really good discussion that I thought would be good for pharmacy owners to hear. And uh, if you excuse my big comfy sweatshirt, it's like 30 degrees here in Dallas. And um, I just had to put on an extra sweatshirt. Um, so um, really what the, the conversation was about was, you know, you have to choose either the absolute lowest cost or you need to choose what is best for cash flow. And what I mean by that, in a perfect world, you could have both the absolute lowest cost and have really good cash flow. And there's different companies out there that kind of specialize in one of those two. You, you have to pick just one. Um, uh, you know, I'm sorry, there isn't a magic place that, you know, is guaranteed lowest absolute price. And it's also, you know, has really long or really generous uh, payment terms in order to help with cash flow. And so we were having this conversation because I was talking about the DIR fee apocalypse that's coming up in 2024. Um, my partner is not a pharmacist. And so I was explaining this um, um, concept to him about the DIR fee. So really quickly, what it is, is in 2024, all of your DIR fees are going to be applied at the point of sale. That means when you adjudicate the claim, that's really good news. You can make better decisions, um, but it's going to lower your revenue um, because that DIR fee is applied right then and there. Now, in the beginning of 2024, you're also going to have all of your retro fees. So all of the fees that are being um, applied to your old 2023 claims. So, you know, from October, November, December, um, however long that delay is, depending on your PSAOs or your contracts, 
um, will be applied in 2024. So the beginning of 2024, pharmacy owners are going to be basically paying double DIR fees. Um, and it's just until you get out of that period where you no longer have any retro free fees from 2023. This is going to be a really tough time for pharmacy owners. And so we were having a conversation that pharmacy owners need to be buying better. They need to get away from the primary vendor contracts. They're grossly overpaying for generics. And so then we got into a discussion about, you know, which services are best. And, you know, he doesn't talk to a lot of other pharmacy owners. Again, he's not a pharmacist, but he owns like nine pharmacies and he understands the business of pharmacy so very well. And I was explaining that most pharmacy owners have a cash flow problem. Um, they, they just... Um, the, the way that cash flows through a business is just foreign. It's, it's some, not something we learn in pharmacy school. I mean, that's what they teach in business school and finance is, you know, really how cash flow works. And um, I have unfortunately learned it in the school of hard knocks. <laughs> I almost grew myself out of business several times in my first pharmacy, and I really had to learn how cash flow works in a business, and it's particularly pharmacy, because it's a little different than most other brick and mortar retail um, stores. And so it's a little unique in pharmacy. So I was explaining to him that most pharmacy owners need to go with the service that really helps with cash flow. Um, and that's somebody like Rx Cherry Pick, who I absolutely love. Um, Craig, you've probably run into him at some point over the years. If you've been in pharmacy for a while, he's always the guy with the gray hair and the very loud print shirt. Um, but Craig and John are over at Rx Cherry Pick and their specialty really is um, helping pharmacies with cash flow. Um, it is amazing the turnaround that they get. There's actually a little equation um, for your, if you take your average daily script count, so if we just say a 200 prescription a day pharmacy, if you multiply it by a thousand, that's how much extra cash you'll have in your bank account and generally in about six to eight weeks. And so 200 times a thousand is 200,000. And you're probably thinking like, what? I'm like, yeah. It's, it's amazing because it helps capture back your cash. Because um, when you buy from your primary vendor and you play the rebate game, you are grossly overpaying for your generics. So you're paying the absolute highest price up front in the hopes of getting some rebates in the future. We all know those rebates can be monthly, quarterly, bi-annual, bi annual. See if there's even some I've seen with three-year post purchase rebates, like ridiculous. You can't run a business hoping to get money in the future. And so that ties up your cash flow. Your wholesaler is controlling your cash when you have the standard primary vendor agreement. So most pharmacies are going to benefit by switching to a service like RX Cherry Pick. Now, if you ask me, you know, how do they create this cash flow? Um, it is because the drugs are cheaper. So RX Cherry Pick certainly has cheaper drugs than your primary vendor wholesaler, absolutely hands down. So some of that cash flow comes from increased profits because you're paying less for your drugs. Um, but the other part of the cash flow comes from they got really, really good payment terms, like amazing payment terms. Uh, I think it's like 45 days. Um, you know, 30 to 45 days, it might depend a little bit on some, some factors, but that's a really long time to pay your drug bill. And so it allows you to have more control of your cash instead, instead of your wholesaler having it. Now, on the flip side of that, um, you can go with services that just have the absolute lowest prices. So although RX Cherry Pick is low, definitely way lower than your wholesaler, they're not the absolute rock bottom lowest. Um, and that difference is we're talking about percentage points, but when you're like, 
me and my partner who we don't have issues with cash flow. We are flush with cash in the bank, the pharmacy accounts. It's just the way that we operate our pharmacies. We don't need necessarily need the cash flow, which where we do use our cherry pick. And so that certainly helps with the cash flow. Um, but we're kind of making that shift where we really are looking for the rock bottom prices. Um, you know, if, if we're saving dollars on bottles, um, you know, and those bottles add up to, you know, two to $300 a day, that really starts to make a difference because all of that just falls to the bottom line and falls to, you know, increased net profit, which is really what we're concerned about. We want net profit dollars to be as high as possible. And so that's where looking at some other services, whether it's EsriRx, that's probably one of my favorite marketplaces. Um, I say it's the smartest software. Um, it makes buying from multiple different places and finding that ultimate cheapest um, price, um, fairly simple. Um, there's other ones like FarmServe, uh, FarmServe, there's a uh, sure cost, you know, there's, there's some different services out there and they can be really helpful too. And you might pick one that integrates with your PMS software. You might pick one for different reasons. I just personally really love the Esri RX, um, like user interface. Like when I use it, it's just one of those things. It's very intuitive to me. Um, you know, you might ask somebody else and it could be the complete opposite, but, um, try out, you know, if anything, I always say, try a few things and see what works best for you, but I'm just telling you what I like. And so, um, we are, you know, as, as my partner and I, we're kind of looking like, you know, we're good on cash flow because after you buy a pharmacy, there's always, um, time, you know, cash flow gets tight. You need working capital, you know, and it just takes time to cash to cycle through the pharmacy. But it's like, now we're really looking where we're going to focus on the lowest absolute price. Like those extra few percentage points actually mean something to us. Um, but you can't have both. And I think that that's a really uh, important discussion to talk about. Um, I do think that every pharmacy would benefit by moving most of their purchases away from their primary vendor agreement. Um, and you might say, but wait, Lisa, what about the brand rebates? You know, I, I need those lower brand drugs. Um, here's the math on that, the short example math. And if you ever want a further discussion on this, uh, be happy to chat with you about it. But if you are purchasing your brand drugs and your person, your generics, and you get a, you know, brand rebate of $10,000 a month, you had to pay way more than $10,000 in generics to get that $10,000 back. And I'll tell you, I've done the research and I've done the math. You probably paid anywhere from $20,000 to $30,000 extra in your generics to get that $10,000 back. So you pay $20,000 and you get $10,000 back. Like you're down $10,000. If you had moved those generics to the secondaries, like like I mentioned, like real value or use one of the services that I mentioned. Um, there's Republic and Key Source. There's there's a lot of really great secondary wholesaler companies out there. Um, but if you would have moved those generics to one of them, you would have saved that money. So instead of paying twenty thousand for those generics, you might have paid you know five thousand or something for those generics. I mean, it really is a, a big difference. Um, yes, you would have paid a little more for the brand, but your net dollars, you come out better ahead. Um, I frankly would rather know what my actual cost for a brand drugs, not these rebate whack minus games that these primary um, vendors play um, because it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all like you are paying for it. They they pay whack minus three percent for your brands. 
Um, if they're going lower than three, that means they're losing money. Guess what? Cardinal McKesson and Bergen are not going to lose money. <laughs> they are making it up in other areas and it's from your generics. And so you're overpaying for your generics. And so we do buy our brands from, you know, our primary wholesaler. We get them at the, you know, our contract rate. We don't play the rebate game. We buy what we need to buy. And then we, most of our generics are outside, um, even our controls, a lot of those are outside and it just makes for better net dollars. So when you're looking at alternative ways to buy, and I, I recommend every pharmacy owner look at alternative ways, you may not make that decision to hop on into it. Um, but the thing, the thing is, is you never have to get rid of your primary. You can still have your primary vendor agreement. And again, they're agreements, they're not contracts. Um, you can still have your primary vendor agreement and use RX Cherry Picker and use Real Value Products and use Republic and use Key Source and use, you know, all these other things. You can still keep your primary and use all these things. It's not an either or, it's an and. And so when you look at to see which secondaries you might choose and you might choose to use because there are a lot out there, um, that's where then you go into this decision tree. Do you need cash flow? You know, are you constantly worried about not being able to pay your bills? Is your bank account so low that it keeps you up at night? Then you might want to go with somebody like Arcs Cherry Pick, who has phenomenal payment terms with the wholesalers that they contract with. You know, hands down, that's where I would go. If you're flush with cash and you don't need to concentrate so much on the, the low payment or the long payment terms, you might go with other wholesalers where you pay daily or you pay weekly but you're earning percentage points lower on the drugs. So you're getting even net lower cost of goods. And so that's how I would recommend for you to go down the path of how the heck do I lower my cost of goods? Um, one, you know, have a primary, but don't be beholden to making all of your purchases through them. Don't play the rebate game, move your generics um, to the secondary wholesalers, and then pick the ones that are going to, fix your worst problem if it's cash flow or if it's actual full net profit and you're okay with cash. And so that was uh, kind of the conversation that we were having. I thought it was important to share with you guys. Um, it was it was really thought provoking for me. I love those kinds of deep conversations of talking about strategy and different things. And so I hope that was helpful for you. If you have any questions about how you can lower your cost of goods or about the 2024 DIR fee apocalypse, you know, how to start preparing for that now, because 2023 is the time to prepare for that. Um, feel free to reach out to me. You can catch me on social media. You can email me info at diversifierx. I'm always happy to help you guys. And uh, I invite you to check out Pharmacy Badass University. That is our low-cost digital membership for pharmacy owners, where we help you increase your profit. So thank you for watching. I hope it was helpful to you and I will see you again later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.